0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: What do you mean I'm giddy today, Alice? You're just giddy today. It's true. It's been a crazy day. It's been a crazy day.
2: Well, first of all, everything's thrown off. Because it was a two-hour delay for school, which should be illegal. Correct. The worst thing. Just either cancel school or don't cancel school.
1: Yeah, yeah. it does. They
2: want to give themselves more time to clean up the snow, but not get dinged for a snow day, so they have to send everybody back for an extra day in June. So they do this two-hour delay thing, which means, like, I mean, my job has started, and I have to be getting kids ready to get on the bus, and I'm like, working and in meetings at the same time and Mondays are already a crazy day mm. and just, it's the worst.
1: You are a witch.
2: I had to cancel the baby's doctor appointment because... Nobody I, cares about this. Else, the baby no, but now. it was... I like barely slept last night. I was stressed about the doctor's appointment and the like different things, places we had to get people this morning and <sighs> was it going to snow and was it going to be too much and were we going to have to shovel the driveway and like all...
1: Is there a mouse in your pocket regarding the driveway? Do <clears throat> you see my your picture of you as in your home team uniform? Where you put a witch hat on me? I worked far too long on this. Even during my walk I was trying to download like apps that did AI and stuff like that and I just had to eventually come down here and Photoshop. Far too long, but it is very apt. You'll always be in my book a witch. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I want to get. Witch. I'm getting pictures done, t-shirts done, new t-shirts done as you, as a witch because you are a witch. You're attractive and evil, and sweet and mean and volatile, <laughs> and you good. have a dark black magic that you use. That's not true. Yes, it is.
2: No, none of that is. So bad.
1: that is. I offer anybody. Please feel free to use that avatar. Spread that far and wide. That is a Tom Shattuck NFT. What happened <laughs> to NFTs, by the way?
2: They're done. They're
1: done. Um, the
2: market has crashed.
1: All right. So, you know, the world, of course. Well, not the world. Everybody in, in Boston and in kind of local uh, podcast spheres and the main wire, etc. talking about this Kevin Cullen thing. We talked about it uh, last night. We did talk about it last Herald night.
2: Harold even finally covered it. Did oh, did they do something sent, finally? Yeah, I sent you their tweet a few hours ago. They finally put something out.
1: That's essentially thanks to Tom Shattuck, by the way. I won't tell you the channels that. That uh, occurred, but uh, I was enjoying the fact that they were so reticent to do something. Mm -hmm. So reticent to do anything, but they're in a tough bind. It's a great, it's a great... Yeah, published
2: today at 4.08 p.m., they finally...
1: About 48 hours after they should have done it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. On the Kevin Cullen thing for The Globe, who decided to to sign off on somebody's euthanasia over the summer... Uh, which is unethical, possibly illegal, and I say illegal because who does he to? decide that somebody's of sound mind
2: well right and i mean the intention obviously behind the vermont law that it can't be a family member or somebody who's in the will is that it shouldn't be anybody signing who is financially or otherwise benefiting from the death of this person and clearly kevin cullen is benefiting from the death of this person because he has a huge article to write about it that won't come to fruition if she decides not to kill herself you're
1: correct and guess what Alice Shattuck? what i have solved the case of why this happened as it did. Okay. want? First of all, do you want to venture a, a epizomastopy of how it happened? What's the word? It, it's not an epizomastopy. Hypothesis. A, a hypothesis. Would you like to put one forward? Why do you think this happened as it happened? This rather bizarre thing where, you know, eight months later, you know, the the story comes out with an editor's note embedded in the story, which is kind of unheard of, but fine. Why do you think?
2: Um... So, I don't know exactly how, like, the process works, but I'm assuming somebody complained to the Globe about the story. Like, one of her loved ones.
1: Okay. Although they wouldn't have known the story. They wouldn't have seen the story yet. Well,
2: but if they pulled up the form and... Right. And one of the people who's like, yeah, this woman can totally kill herself. All set is Kevin Cullen, Globe journalist. Alice, you know how...
1: I know you very well. One of the reasons I was able to seduce you so early was that you were impressed that I knew everything you were thinking, right? (laughs) Um, You're correct. You're incorrect. What happened happened was this. Okay. I've put this together in my mind. I had a eureka moment, Alice. All right. What happened was this. They're there. They're with the lady. Remember, there's documentarians there. So this is part of a documentary.
2: Mm-hmm. Photojournalist, the whole thing
1: Exactly Cullen of course Lives for this He loves the idea that he's in a solemn documentary About the journey through death Her way mm-hmm. He They filmed a scene with him Where he makes a tough decision It Breaks every ethical journalistic rule I know But I'm gonna do it it's about life or death. This is about the angels in heaven. He makes a decision on camera to do it. Dun dun! It's almost a pinnacle. Wow, what's going on here? He's so touched by the journey and knowing her for so long during this thing that he just has to. It's a matter of conscience. He's got to. I might get canned for this, but you know what? It's worth it. This is about the Lord and myself. So tough, street, Boston, Southie reporter... Mm-hmm. Kevin Cullen says, "Hell with it." Through tears, he signs. <laughs> Go ahead. It's right on camera. He sees <laughs> the, the cameras in his face, and he knows it's a it's a killer shot for the for this documentary. They haven't googled him, of course, so they, they're all, all oh okay. They're believing it. They're buying his Boston accent. They're all in. Like she's gentle, old, and frail. And he's tough, rugged Boston. It's a perfect thing. He knows that the scene's too good. He feels the 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 um, the sweet warmth of the um, you know media Hollywood attention that's going to be on him mm-hmm. for this. Is this thing's going to be feted and con is what, all over the place? Mm-hmm. And he knows he gave a command performance. He's given a lot of command performances. He's willing to this you know true. he's willing to put on the waterworks about. Being right there for the marathon bombing when he wasn't there, and so he said, "You know what? This was too good. I know they're going to make a big thing out of this. I got to tell the Globe, but we got to run the story." So he's like, just watching. his he tells the people at the Globe, and says, "By the way, I, I screwed up. There's nothing I can do about it. I I I signed this thing to the rubber. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done. It. I wish I hadn't done it." He tells them whatever they want to hear, mm-hmm. but all that matters is that the scene is there, and it's about him, and it's about it's about. I mean. It's a total contrivance, obviously the whole the whole thing. But he's getting into character, right? Um, and and that's what it is. And he thought this is just too good. It doesn't matter. The the piece is probably going to still win a Pulitzer. The documentary will get win some stuff too because this is all a political push. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a story about because
2: he wants to be like Ken Burns or somebody, right? Like, but to but this taken is, seriously,
1: yes. But this is what this is tethered to. You know, in all fifty states or whichever one doesn't have it yet. To these uh, initiatives by the central, the central right to die, um, you know, body that is pushing mm-hmm. this in all fifty states. Right. So this is kind of like his own. Um, I, I get what was the Al Gore thing about the weather?
2: Own oh, inconvenient truth. Yeah,
1: it's it's his own kind of inconvenient truth, although it's not his, but he stars in it anyway. Mm-hmm. And so not only is it an art piece and something that can be um, celebrated as entertainment but it's also a template and a nod to the initiatives in every state who are trying to push this stuff. That's it. That is um, precisely what happened. I feel this. I know this. I have no doubt about this whatsoever. That is your answer to why this happened this way, this bizarre way where really a newspaper – and you know, at the Globe, they were probably like, oh, okay, so you did this. It's so unethical, and we possibly could be liable for us – we got to spike the we got to spike the column and he's he he's just tell him uh, yeah it's going to be in the documentary anyway it don't matter it's already out there so either we embrace this and make the most out of it or we just hide but but it's going to be there and then he's checking on her you know every few days asking how's you doing you doing all right you doing all right and these are the things that I, I was talking to steve robbins today of the meanwhile uh, I would love to see some emails back and forth as he's making sure that she's on course. Oh, yeah,
2: If this woman does have family who didn't want her to kill herself or friends or whoever, because it does seem odd to me that you wouldn't be able to get anyone else to sign this other than the reporter covering this.
1: Well, yeah, because I, I, her Facebook page is still up. I was checking out her Facebook last night. Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of support for her mm-hmm. out there. But then again... Who knows if she had a chance to because he just wanted to be the guy. Right. I mean, he's he's now a huge part of the story. And yeah, hell, he put his career on the line. I mean, the Globe is incredible that there hasn't been a press release saying this guy is so effing (laughs) canned right now. And we'll never do this again because you can't do this. Right.
2: I mean, yeah, it's an insane thing that he did. Like, you know, journalism, ethics and like just normal ethics and everything else. Like you don't know the person and you're going to freaking sign her paperwork to say like, sure, go ahead, kill yourself.
1: (sighs) Even if you didn't know the person, you can't sign the paperwork, but you don't know the person and you have no standing to make this kind of, you know, this kind of evaluation. You're a plagiarist from Boston. That doesn't make you, you know, uh, that doesn't make you qualified to right. to evaluate somebody, yeah, she's of sound sure. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's amazing, it's amazing, but there you go, you've got the truth now what do you think about my hypothesis
2: um i don't, I don't know Kevin Cullen as you obviously know him <laughs> I don't know, uh Mark in the chat says um your Kevin Cullen sounds like Archie Bunker. no,
1: it does not sound like <laughs> Archie Bunker, no. We gotta do it for her. Uh, it's, there's a bigger, bigger uh, good here. Oh, no, that's and... like a Kennedy. Jesus! Now he's knocked me off my my. Now he's got me my nerves broken. <laughs> I lost my edge now. Know. Now I can't do it. Who is that, Mark? Yes. They call him Disgraceful
2: Mark. It's also not a Trump.
1: Yes, it is. It's, that well, is okay. That I nailed him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That I nailed it by the way John
2: in Wakefield says don't let Kevin take your pet to the vet (laughs) seriously
1: no kidding no kidding by the way Alice now that I'm looking at this which picture of you Mm -hmm. have you heard of Elvira Mistress of the Dark yes you will be that's
2: what uh, Montante was asked to spell actually mistress if you
1: recall how do you spell it
2: M I S T R I O U S. Which should have landed him the producer job on its own. You will I mean, be
1: you will be wearing a witch costume this year. Not after, an
2: after, Elvira witch costume. Well
1: yes, you will. A no, racy rich witch costume. Yes, we're getting so. back no. into the rate to the object. No, I'm not dressing
2: as a witch. That's you so are. inappropriate. It
1: doesn't no, This is not I'm not me, a witch. Okay. Let me away from the cameras here for a second tell you something. It's not a choice. <laughs> you're such a bully Yeah, I am You're getting your hot body back And you're dressing as a witch Alright, what is next? Um, we got a lot of good uh, feedback From our buddy Jeff Rowe
2: Oh, we did? From Jeff Rowe?
1: No, from Steve from Gloucester I'm sorry from, Oh, not about, from Steve, from, about Not, not from Jeff that Rowe. person Not from the person I just met But a uh, Rick from Gloucester Mentioned it mm-hmm. As a matter of fact and he is uh he's a huge hit. Why wouldn't he be?
2: Yeah, I would say so. Um I was gonna say that um speaking of New Jersey, there was just a big study done on um the results of their plastic bag ban. Ooh. Um there was so they did one of these like where you can't have the single use plastic grocery bags. Yes. Bans that you know, we have it here. It's been in Chicago. It's been everywhere. They um, they do all these, but um, basically in New Jersey, they did an actual study of um, of how much like plastic got used and everything. Mm-hmm. So what they did find was that um, that the number of bags people used went down. So a sixty percent decrease in the number of bags being used
1: due to the plastic bag ban. Due
2: to the plastic bag ban. Right. So, sounds like a win. However, um, what they replaced the plastic bags with were those heavier plastic bags that are available for like 10 cents or whatever at grocery yes, stores yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. Because those groceries. are reusable. Yeah. Because essentially the stores went to the state when they put in these bands and they were like, okay, so how thick does the bag have to be <clears throat> to not be a single-use plastic bag? Okay. And the state went this thick. And so the, now those are reusable. So most of those alternative bags are made. This is from a USA Today article, but a lot of everywhere had this same study. Most of these alternative bags are made with non-woven polypropylene, which right. is not widely recycled in the United States and does not contain any post-consumer recycled materials. And so what the study found was that even though they decreased the number of bags used by 60%, um, Plastic consumption for the use of grocery bags by the state of New Jersey tripled.
1: How do we, how would they know that?
2: Because they can analyze like how many types of bags got used and what type. Oh, that's interesting. And basically it like the amount of plastic used was triple. Because and they can see like people don't actually reuse those thicker plastic bags.
1: Oh they're not? <laughs> do you know what
2: i mean like so um, which do you uh no i mean like maybe once or twice you would use it again but not you have to reuse it like at least five times or a dozen times or whatever you have to use it a bunch of times to make it remotely sustainable compared to the other ones but um it's also just like cost people out of their pocket to the stores, the stores profit two hundred thousand per do- dollars per store location on average from selling those thicker bags, right? And um, this report said for one major retailer, it amounted to an extra forty two million dollars in profits in New Jersey. Wow! So it's just like a handout to the corporation of the stores. It increases pollution and emissions, and like was completely exactly the opposite <clears throat> of. Anything it was intended to do. The study says that we estimate that the carry-out grocery bag regulations led to an average increase in purchased plastics of 127 pounds of plastic per store per month. Amazing. So, the opposite of the intended effect, which is always essentially like what you get when you have liberals making well-intentioned policies to solve problems, supposedly, because it doesn't account for any human behavior which like brings me to the point that almost all recycling is like a lie
1: yeah yeah i mean if you look at most municipalities um and when i was with the papers we would make a living off of this you know if there's nothing else going on send a reporter down to watch them pick up um the recycling which is right next to the non-recyclable stuff at the at the boston common and then they just pull throw them in the same bin the same truck <laughs> exactly. okay so i see what we're doing here
2: oh there was a it, i think it was in maryland there was a story a few years back where it transpired that the state had not been recycling glass for like years and then at the end of like the press release it said but we want you all to keep recycling glass just to like stay in practice good <laughs> well with let me good, let, a, good let me ask you a question:
1: why is that computer so loud have you not restarted it that, the AC sure to, in that is like, but I have HGIC a lot of things crazy.
2: open because I was editing video. No, I assume that's hair. why.
1: That's why. Because it's it's only six degrees in here, so it shouldn't be as on fire as you know. I'll turn down, as usual, the treble on your microphone.
2: <laughs> you don't have to turn down the treble on my microphone.
1: I, I do, because it's okay. th- that is the loudest computer that the okay. world has ever Well, I'm ever running
2: made. 4 cameras it Sounds like a, a off snowmaking
1: machine at Bradford Mountain. So, but, but here's my question <laughs> to you. Alice, my question to you is this: If the city came out, let's say every major city, every major state came out and said, "We can't do this anymore. We don't have the. We don't have. It's unsustainable for us to to separate these streams um, with the recyclable versus the non-recyclable. So everything's going to go. Everything will end up um, in the same pit, in the same earth pit, whatever they call it. You know. Tell me this: If everybody knew that everything was going to end up in the same pit, regardless, would there be some people who still use a recycle bin? Of course, there would. Yes,
2: of course, there would. I mean, I still do in a way, and I think recycling's a lie, pretty much. Like, but I, I don't go crazy. You know, I throw out a lot of recyclable stuff. You've seen me. Yeah, you. <laughs> it upsets you actually more than it
1: upsets well, me. I'm getting over because I'm doing it myself too now because there's just not enough room. Right. In the recycled bin, and also like if this stuff, if the garbage is going in a the landfill, then just put the garbage in a landfill. I don't, I don't want to be the time and civilization where we spend a lot of time on what's in the landfill, <laughs> like nobody else in history ever did, right? Ever did.
2: Well, and so here's the thing about it too is like yeah, it's a time and energy issue largely, like and money. I mean, if we wanted, we could pay for another recycle barrel and wash out all our recycling, but I was kind of radicalized when the recycling person in Melrose told me that um that if you throw away something that's not washed out, like especially anything oily like a peanut butter jar that's not washed out, um that it's actually worse than not recycling it because what happens is once they separate it, all the plastic stuff will be crushed up. So if they crush up your jar and it's full of peanut butter, it ruins not only that jar, but like everything else that was in the batch around it mm. and near it. Like you've contaminated the batch with your peanut butter now and like made that dirtier recycling that no one wants to buy. So if I don't feel like washing it out, I figure I'm doing them a favor by not putting it in the... You know what I mean? Like that. If it's not worth the trouble to wash out, you shouldn't put it in the recycling because you'll ruin right. a clean batch of recycling. So I only put like the best recycle stuff in there.
1: Um. Yeah. Okay. Like The
2: cleanest things. The best. Right. Things. Like yogurt containers. Jar. Yeah. If it's cleaned uh, out.
1: If it's cleaned out. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, we're talking about where I mean, this stuff used to be just shipped to the Chinese and they would hand, handle it. <laughs> in the way that was out of sight, out of mind.
2: Well, they would pay us for our recycling because they would mm. make it into more stuff. But now the economics of it have changed so much mm. that it, you know it's very difficult to get rid of it, recycling. It's very expensive, and it's not clear how much of it actually gets recycled because it depends so much. Like you're dependent on everybody washing out their containers and putting it in the thing properly and all that stuff. Like it, it's so pointless that like you you just can't. Um, can't know there's so many uncontrollable factors in there
1: yeah Ugh.
2: but what a mess
1: what a mess what a mess what a mess all right Alby. moving right along here mm-hmm. um should we go to well uh, we didn't
2: cover any yesterday i think of um the service members who were killed in jordan over the weekend oh yeah
1: yeah we should we should
2: which is this it's kind of a big deal because three american servicemen and women died um and this is and like 25 are injured right and this is i mean like this is the most deadly attack on u.s troops in the region since the abbey gate which was also mm-hmm. biden by the way um and you know like there's so much else going on that it's almost like not getting enough attention but it's really kind of off and, right. like, and we think
1: this was hezbollah i, I ran back to hezbollah. Who this, did this
2: is well it's a It's not Hezbollah. It's a group that calls themselves, like, something Iraq something, but they are Mm Iranian-backed. They're they're a Shia group, and they're, um... And, I mean, obviously, Lindsey Graham's ready to just
1: And this is my feeling on this. Mm-hmm. We need to attack Iran brutally. We need to attack these uh, third world freaking savages mm-hmm. and and smack them down. You don't you don't let a bully sucker punch you again and again in the street. Eventually, you have to pound the shit out of them. Well,
2: right because Biden's approach is like we're not going to escalate. We're not going to escalate. No, we're not yeah. going to
1: escalate. And like they hear that too, they're like, okay, cool.
2: America's yeah. not going to do anything about it. Make anything.
1: it hot for them. Whack out every Suleimani. Right. Throw some cruise missiles into Tehran. Absolutely. Make them know that you know where they are and you can eviscerate yeah. them at any well, second and make it loud and freaking chaotic and let those SOBs know that we're not taking this from these freaking savage losers. Well, right. And God I think there's, damn it. I can't believe we're such pussies now. There is such
2: a difference, too, between, like, I mean, I don't want to do the neocon. Like, I don't need to. I do. To go I'm a neocon. To, no, but I don't need to, like, go to war with Iran. I'm happy to do the, like, Trump Soleimani hit thing.
1: Uh, times 10. Yeah. I want more. I want cruise missiles no. over Tehran. I yeah. want these people wondering, "Holy hell, how do they know everything about everybody?" Right. Use our t- talk to our friends, uh, even though they're uh, occupied other- otherwise right now. Talk to our friends in the Mossad, our uh, Israeli friends, and say, "Guys, let's work together and do some whackings. This is going to be the spring of whackings." And right. if you're a a radical or a, an apparatchik or a a um, high ranking military person in Iran then you might be deleted, ingloriously. Right,
2: because they sponsor terror constantly. Um, And he's terrible. If we think it's not going to happen in, like, Asia, too, and everywhere else, you know, we we apparently, we didn't take um, the Saudis seriously (laughs) that, you know, the Houthis were terrible in Yemen, and we just, you know, kind of hoped that they would contain that problem there. But obviously they're a big issue and they're attacking like one of the major shipping lanes in the world. Yes. Right? No, like,
1: we need to assert ourselves as the bad boy in the box. The
2: Atlantic, yeah. of all places, is running ran a big piece this weekend called, Were the Saudis right about the Houthis after all? For years, Riyadh struggled to convince its Western allies that the Yemeni militia posed a serious threat. It's a Informed Americans finally seem to understand that the macabre slogan of Yemen's Houthi militia group, God is the greatest, death to America, death to Israel, a curse upon the Jews, victory to Islam, is more than empty rhetoric. Oh, no kidding. Really? You think so? I mean, this should be stuff that, like, I I know that people don't vote on foreign policy has always been, like, the conventional wisdom. People vote on Americans dying and being made to look like idiots everywhere yes. in the world. And I don't know. When I did, you see the, um, the Corinne Jean Pierre cut that I sent us? Oh, yeah. Cause I mean, she's just Folks. so bad at this. So bad at this. It's like, this is the type of stuff that, at least makes me mad right? what i will say our deepest
0: uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our he- heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh three three brave uh three
1: brave uh three brave of uh, three folks who are who are military folks who are brave who
0: are what? always fighting who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the american people <laughs>
1: i'm sorry to harp on this too but she can meet somebody Tell her to tone it down with the clown suits, always. Yeah. I'm making a statement today. Just, calm down, dude. Just be like Kay. Saki, okay? Just, Just be serious, right. please. The idea is that you're not the story. I know that you've been told you're the story, and the left has made you the story because you're a historic first, but you're a spokesman. You're a flack. You're never supposed to be drawing attention to yourself. I used to I used to know. And one time in my life, more than 20 years ago, I actually dated a flack, and she would dive out of the picture, and she was very pretty, so people wanted her to be in pictures and group at events, etc., she would run like hell, because you'd never as a flak get in the picture. It's not about you, ever. Mm. Oh, my goodness. But on
2: foreign policy, at least uh, Somerville, Massachusetts, has become the first city in Massachusetts to call for a ceasefire in Gaza, so oh, I good. assume that will be coming any time now. The two sides will realize that if Somerville, Massachusetts, wants it, that uh, the time is come.
1: I do miss um what's the former mayor's name in Somerville? You know him. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, the
1: one. Uh, Sorta, Serta- I do miss him. But, you know, we should have him on. Actually, he's he'd be a good sport. Um, and he was a um. We're gonna have Curtitone on. I'm gonna get him. We'll get him. He'll he'll come on. He's a good dude like that. I know that everybody hates him, and I believe me as a politician, I hate him too. But but um, he's like right out in front. About when they went to Sanctuary City, Mm -hmm. and they said, and we said to him, we said, "Hey, so wait a second. So you're not going to pull over and prosecute or deliver to ICE anybody with falsified documents who's breaking the law and low level uh, vehicular uh, crimes?" And he said, "Uh, uh, "No." And I said, "So "So wait. So I get pulled over for an expired license. I'm getting processed through the system, right? And they're not." And he said, "Those people come over here with nothing." They have nothing. They're barely getting by. These are families trying to survive. I see.
2: Do you remember Bobby Jindal saying he'd arrest him?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, of course that was on Harold Radio. <laughs> I well, know, right. yeah, 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 that
2: was that but, was great.
1: But um, but it was um, but it's so telling, and, and that's why I like Curtitone because he gave away the lie. Mm-hmm. He let it be known. We value different people because these poor people here, Ocup for Guatemala, are sucking, and we are we're gonna assume that they're all just they're just barely hanging on. And you are a fat white guy who lives up here, and <laughs> shut up.
2: <sighs>
1: so, Alice, any thoughts on any thoughts on um, the T Swift situation last night?
2: I know we're gonna get the T Swift Super Bowl I've dreamed of.
1: I think we are. I think that they're going to win.
2: So, do you think this is? rigged in a plot by george soros to uh re-elect joe biden by having travis kelsey win the super bowl proposed to taylor swift and then the the america's first couple to endorse biden for re-election
1: i do not think that i do think that she'll endorse biden
2: yeah like she did in 2020 oh did she yeah
1: yeah i did i mean she doesn't know anything She's yeah, like I mean, I just, she I just know don't
2: think that it has to be that complicated. I think most celebrities are liberals because I think they're dumb.
1: Right, they don't want like to do. think it through. They just want to think music, love, heart, this and that. Yeah, Taylor Swift, to her credit, unlike like uh, Jeff Rowe, doesn't put in like we talked about economics. She doesn't put in literal um, right. ideas, etc. Right. But like it's all flighty, and you know, girly stuff, and this and that. You know, but like
2: Bruce Springsteen's a big liberal, and nobody thinks it's like a plot. Do you know what I mean? Why right. is it a conspiracy that Taylor Swift is a liberal?
1: Like, she just is, like all the other celebrities are.
2: Right. right. Yeah. Like, it's not, it doesn't, there doesn't need to be a conspiracy. They're all liberal.
1: Well, and yeah, and you know, there's something to be said for her, especially, well, she's not that young anymore, but when you're young and you're an artist, I think it almost can be helpful to be a progressive, to believe in spirituality and uh, magic in romanticism as being the most powerful force in the right. in the world, and you kind of need this uh overemphasis on imagery and symbolism. It's pretty and powerful and wonderful, and it's mm-hmm. it's good i mean i know I, I, mean, the think... I prefer there be an artist who's not a dumbass too, and like they used <laughs> to be, like the rat pack were pretty much all conservatives,
2: I mean, yeah, but doesn't that just speak to the point that conservatives have completely abandoned culture? Like, there's absolutely no reason why the star player of a football team from the Midwest and a pop country singer shouldn't be conservative.
1: Yeah, well, although she's tr- transgressed or she's trans, was, was she trans? She's not actually trans. She's not biography. trans. I no, don't know but what she's, that means. She's trans, she's bigger than that now
2: yeah no she's She's a a pop star star now but she comes out of country she lived in western pennsylvania and tennessee and is incredibly wealthy like there's no reason why she shouldn't be kid rock right like
1: yeah just
2: culturally speaking but you know i i think that conservatives have to answer that question kind of because i don't think it's a conspiracy i don't think anyone set out to like you know rig some whole big thing to make taylor swift endorse joe biden i also don't think celebrity endorsements particularly matter in elections like i don't think that that's like the biggest deal i mean she endorsed him in 2020 and it was what it was i don't know that it's like i don't know that singers endorsing politicians makes any difference whatsoever
1: uh Uh, no no i wouldn't say so um I wouldn't think so.
2: You know, if it's an op and a conspiracy in order to get the American birth rate up, then <laughs> I'm actually for it. But I don't know if that will happen. But it could work. No.
1: Why are v- voters so upset? you are not going to answer that. Okay. Could it work? No, I don't think it could work.
2: You don't think all the Swifties would have babies if Taylor Swift started having babies uh, and actually, writing I songs about back. how great it was? I think
1: that could work. But she's got to because like what is she doing here? Let's go. Well she's
2: it. going to, I think. I think they're gonna get married and have babies.
1: I hate her Leotard. I hate it. I hate her style choices, Alice.
2: Well, Travis Kelsey also has wacko style choices. Have you seen how he dresses?
1: He's yeah, like an but, insane like, football person. Football players are all pimped out. They're like nuts. <laughs> you know, but they have to be they have to they have to brand themselves because they wear helmets. Um but but um yeah, no, but I, I don't like her style choices. I do think that if I were Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. and I pretty much am, <laughs> I'd definitely go, just go for hotter than her, unless she's... No, why? No, she is only the marrying type. That's that's what she, I think, unless she's... Who knows? Who knows? Like, the fact that she hasn't been married yet, I mean, like, what does it mean I think you-
2: it's also for her, like... Her family is into football. I forget exactly what her dad's like connection is. But, um, you know, they're like, I think, I think they're like culturally compatible in a way with like their families and stuff mm-hmm. that I don't know if she is with like John Mayer or like a British actor. You know what I mean? Like, I think that this has settling down vibes to me. Really? I don't know. I think so. Wow. Well, especially because the thing with um, her ex that she broke up with right before this, Joe Albin, who's a yep. British actor. um,
1: Who she dated for like five years. Six right?
2: years. Yeah. What's the point? Well, because she's a very public person and he didn't like he wanted their like relationship to be private, which like obviously if you look at the Kelsey thing, it's like the opposite of that. Right. Because you would never heard the name Joe Albin. or like seen them out together and stuff it was very um you know behind the scenes which is what he wanted so anyway yeah so if it's if it's a secret plot by uh the government to engineer a baby boom then i'm like for it actually i don't think that like it i don't know that i believe in the like Soros conspiracy theory First of all Soros doesn't have a hold on her He bought her music and she's mad at him But he doesn't have like He doesn't control anything that she does He just bought the rights to her old recordings
1: How did he get those?
2: That he was part of the Scooter Braun thing That was his money His capital investment company Oh Bought her old masters and that she was pissed about So she's screwed him over So it like doesn't make sense to say that Whatever, it doesn't matter.
1: All right, Alice, you ready for my Snickers bar?
2: What's your Snickers bar? What does that mean?
1: New York Times. Why are voters so upset? Consider the Snickers bar. The United States has just experienced one of the biggest collapses in consumer inflation in modern history. In June 2022, consumer prices had risen 9.1% over the previous year. By December 2023, the rate of increase had slowed to 3.4%. And yet, in survey after survey, voters still declare inflation to be at or near the top of their concerns. Why aren't voters recognizing the decline of the inflation rate? Because voters are humans, and humans don't think about inflation rationally. To understand why, let's look at the Snickers bar. More than 12 Snickers bars are sold every second in in the United States. That makes Snickers bars a very important part of consumer purchases. So the price of a Snickers bar should be included in the inflation calculation. Yet Snickers bars do not consume a big portion of most families' annual, annual budget. At least they usually don't. Most of us will spend far more of our budget on something like a television. With $1,500, a consumer could buy a high-end 55-inch television or almost four Snickers bars a day for a year. Because items in the consumer price basket are weighted roughly by how much money consumers spend on that item in a year, television prices are more important than Snickers bars in the calculation of inflation. Okay. However, we probably buy a Snickers bar much more frequently, perhaps even daily, so we're much more likely to remember the price of a Snickers bar and forget the price of, a television, of the television we bought last year. Uh-huh. Consumers tend to think only about the prices of high-frequency purchases food for the family, and fuel for the SUV. The different inflation rates for infrequent or frequent purchases is why a, a, a big part of consumers mistakenly believe inflation is higher than yeah. it actually is. Well,
2: and necessary purchases, by the way. Not that a Snickers bar what? is necessarily necessary, but food
1: is. Yeah, milk and is. fuel and, is. And butter is. And certainly bacon is, believe me. Uh,
2: yeah, meat is, yep. generally speaking. The, uh, but a TV is not.
1: Right. The prices of more expensive goods like furniture and consumer electronics are actually falling and have been falling for over a year. Once the post-pandemic surge in demand for electronics, furniture, and similar items faded, manufacturers were a- unable to maintain higher prices, pulling the reported inflation numbers lower. Unfortunately for the Biden administration, however, food prices are still rising. A fact- Unfortunately
2: it- for the Biden administration?
1: Well, it's the New York Times. So Not
2: unfortunately for like the people who have to buy food, which is like everybody. Mm-mm. It's unfortunate for the Biden administration that food keeps getting more expensive. Right.
1: Unfortunately for the Biden administration, however, food prices are still rising. A fact evident at every supermarket checkout, less than a tenth of an average household's budget is spent at the supermarket, but the prices paid there dominate the inflation perception of the customer. The result is that consumers perceive inflation as higher than it actually is. But the thing is is that, like, I buy English muffins, bread butter, mm-hmm. you know, avocado oil, some other things. Like, I'm in there twice a day, generally, in the grocery store. I, I generally love it. Well, yeah. Now, but, but here's is... the thing. Is it, yeah, I don't know how much a, a new charcoal grill, a new charcoal grill costs now over in right. Alaska. I certainly see eggs, milk, cream cheese, etc. And I'm acutely aware of how, you're like, even niche things. I used to, like, that aisle that's got the, like, oysters, and clams and anchovies that's my aisle. I love that place. Well, and right that and- aisle was always dirt cheap and it is no longer other than the anchovies, which are still cheap, but like mussels eh, are not cheap anymore. so like personally, I've had to say goodbye to some things that I used to love and I was like, wow, I can't believe this is that cheap even we even bought devil's uh deviled ham the other day mm-hmm. um for we we had a night in my house. Where we had, like, uh, like weird foods. We had deviled ham. We had Goya um, octopus. A couple other just small canned, you know, throwaway things just as a gimmick to have fun with. More the
2: on that on the All You Can Eat podcast. Yes. I have thoughts on and, buy weird food for dinner night.
1: All that stuff <laughs> is more expensive now. It's no it's no longer a, like, joke, cheap throwaway thing.
2: Well, yeah. And the thing about it is, too, is it's like, obviously, the people writing this apparently don't suffer from this problem. But, um You know, food might not be the biggest part of your household budget, but it's probably the biggest part, you know, that you control, right? Because you're not your mortgage, you don't control your homeowners insurance, you don't control like gas prices, you don't really control, but like budgeting groceries is one of the things i know that like most people budget and obsess over how much they're spending and plan their shopping and think about right like it's one of the biggest pieces that you do like that isn't it of course i mean at least i think it is maybe we're poor or something because <laughs> like oh, no. I, we spend a lot on groceries
1: that's like one of our big biggest things that we spend well on. yeah because you know for us we've got five kids so for us you know now i, I routinely if i'm cooking pasta for the for the family, I'm cooking more than a pound of pasta, right? For which means a larger colander, which means you know it's 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 a it's a bigger operation now because these kids will whack out a pound of pasta, they will whack out four pounds or three pounds of hamburger meat and tacos. It's like right. happening in Bulkmore. right? So, Taco yeah, I night see stuff, is but like, also is another like, thing. What did you
2: say? Taco night's like sixty dollars yeah. now between like the meat, the cheese, the sour cream. Like it's it gets expensive,
1: quickly. and that's twice as much as it used to be. It yeah. really is. And I've noticed the shrinkflation as well in everything, like the taco sauces and the smaller everything shrinkflation. Not only that, but something that happened that was unique to the, well, I wouldn't, I shouldn't say unique to the Biden administration because it might have started happening at the end of the Trump administration. Although I don't remember, you could probably remember, is that just weird stuff is happening mm-hmm. in the shelves?
2: Oh yeah, I think that's a covid weirdness that yeah happened. or a supply
1: chain chain thing or something weird stuff is happening at, at one point all the different pastas became one type of pasta just spaghetti no vermicelli no uh radiatory no whatever
2: you'd be like out of random things or oh, yes. like the lids would be different on something all totally and didn't... it
1: would change and things are gone and then still and there's still some of that happening where just food sometimes isn't there like the um the the shelf like next to those um the crab meat etc the uh, caviar is just at some stores just gone just gone it's expensive it's a tiny jar for 8 bucks but things are different changing and gone and it's not it's not like it, how it used to be and i assume this is all supply chain stuff and in, in it will so well, it's somewhat supply chain stuff uh, i assume also that as overhead costs for these manufacturers et cetera Change then these these supermarket buyers are having to make decisions week to week and navigate what makes sense to to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but people see it. You know what I love is this New York Times article because it can't stop being the New York Times. Says humans are genetically programmed to emphasize bad news over good news when they make decisions. <laughs> <sighs> The mentality is one reason for what's sometimes called shrinkflation. Companies will keep the price of their products constant but shrink the product size, which is exactly what we're talking about. That I've seen firsthand. Absolutely. You see it in but you see it in everything, really.
2: John in the chat says uh the Trader Joe's he goes to still has a uh limited number of yogurts you can purchase each day. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, so he's in so he must be must be that one in Saugus. Up yeah, the one. Yeah. Trader Joe's, I assume. Yeah. That's a tough one because you've got to go from seventy to Ten miles per hour to <laughs> get in there all of
2: route one you yeah just have it is. to be prepared to drive that way yeah it's one one of the most routinely horrifying things to out of state drivers when it, they come visit us
1: it is, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love a, a road that just goes and like I still can't believe when I'm in intor Drive that that's allowed to but um but yeah I'll take a road that goes like the, even I'll take people that go Alice and I were driving down the street yesterday when somebody passed us in a car on the street in front of the high school here on the left they passed us and they were like cruising like flying down the street and though they were obviously psychotic and or drunk <laughs> or high I did appreciate the fact that they're going just be mm-hmm. a, in this life I was be a goer
2: thank you for those words of advice um, be a goer also um be a patreon patron that's like all the people who are in the chat if you want to join the live chats and stuff you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel you can also of course listen to the show for free if you go to burn um there's links to like all the different podcast apps places to listen and um yeah we got to go pick up oh our my son goodness. i know we Is got me to you? uh whichever